Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to get into the word tonight. Amen. Praise God. Let's open up in prayer. Father God, we just lift you up tonight, Lord. We thank you for the plan of God for this service. On, even though it's online, Father, I thank you that there is no distance in the spirit. We thank you, Father, that you're touching people's lives, that our minds are being renewed, that you're healing the hearts, healing the bodies, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your word. As we attend to your word, it brings life and health to all of our flesh. And we thank you, Father, that the plan of God for tonight's service, it shall come to pass. And I thank you for utterances coming forth by the Spirit and the boldness to preach those utterances. I thank you that your word flows freely. It flows freely, free from disruption, free from distractions tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. 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 Are you ready tonight? Uh, grab your Bibles, your notebook, um, have a seat somewhere. You know, it's so easy when you're watching something to be walking around. Praise the Lord. Walking around, doing laundry, doing, doing whatever you normally do. But tonight we're getting into the Word. Amen. So, um, so we're not going to do that. Praise God. Because this is just like our midweek service. So we'd be sitting down. So I encourage you, if you can, make it a make it priority. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, so one, one thing that the Lord's been ministering to me. You know, we just got back from camp meeting. It was amazing. I'd like to encourage all of the River Church, those people out there watching, Next year, make it a priority to go. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, make it a priority to go. Uh, last, uh, well, over the years, they used to have a, it was called the West Coast Believers Convention. And I grew up, my parents would take us every summer that they could um, to the West Coast Believers Convention. We got to see speakers and they would go hear the speakers and we would go into the children's classes. And, uh, and as we got older, we would sit in the services. And it was a week long convention of meetings that our whole family went to together. And those meetings literally transformed our family's life. We were fed the word, we were built up in faith, um, you know, you go to a group of meetings, you know, we've talked about this before. One meeting is good. Two meetings, three meetings, you're immersing yourself in the word. And as a family, God really ministered to us. And, you know, you can get so much word. It, it carries you for a period of time and you're able to take the word that you're receiving and go back and meditate on it and feed on it for weeks, even months. Amen. And so, you know, now we're here, we are connected with Dufresne Ministries. And I want to encourage you, those of you at the River Church, we live about four and a half hours away from some of the best meetings that you'll ever attend. Yeah. It's true. And to get your family into the habit of, you know, we'll take a vacation with our family every year, you know, families, they'll, they'll plan a vacation or they plan to do this every Christmas. Why not make plans every summer? I'm going to go to camp meeting every summer with my family. I'm going to be there and we're going to immerse ourselves in the word for a week. Just want to encourage you just a little, just make mention of that. Amen. It'll bless your life. And so as we were there, um, the Lord just really dropped in my heart. You know, they were great meetings and um, one of the things that I've been meditating on, the Lord's been bringing to my attention, is that many people in the body of Christ can feel, you know, in the world too, but in the body of Christ, we can feel overwhelmed. Uh, you may have circumstances, things going on in your life, um, things that you're trying to figure out. Maybe you're facing problems and um, you're trying to figure things out in your mind. And the answers aren't in your mind. And the reason we get overwhelmed is because we're looking at the circumstances and we're not going to the word. And we're responding that that overwhelmed feeling uh, comes from not responding right. And everybody said amen, amen because it's true. Now, there can come times when you feel overwhelmed and you can reject that feeling, reject those thoughts. But many times people don't reject it. 
Instead, they take those feelings of being overwhelmed. They take the thoughts that the enemy is sending them of, this is too hard. How is this going to work out? Now what are you going to do? You're doing this and this and this, and now you have to do this. And you feel like you have so many things on your plate. And people, they take these thoughts. And I found myself taking thoughts as well. And you take these thoughts and you don't deal with them. And pretty soon you feel overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed, what happens is you can respond. Actually, what you're doing is reacting in an overwhelmed state. What could some of those reactions be? You can react with abruptness, being curt, uh, react out of anger, yeah, react with outbursts, not walking in love. Um, you can react with um, feelings of depression can come because you feel overwhelmed, you maybe you feel lonely, you don't know what to do. And those are all demonic influences. Yeah. Those voices that are telling you it's too hard to do the word or it's not working, those voices are coming straight from the pit of hell. And it's up to us as believers to answer those feelings back because your flesh will have feelings. But see, the answers are not in your flesh. The answers for your life and for the circumstances you're facing are not in your mind. The answers are in the word of God and the answers will also come from you getting in the spirit. Amen. 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 So let's open our Bibles tonight to John chapter 6. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, we are a spirit being. We are a three-part being. We, we are a spirit. You are a spirit. The Bible says that God breathed life. He breathed into man. He breathed life into man. You know, first God made his body. You know, God made your body. But with Adam, he breathed, his, he breathed life into him. So the body is just to house the real you. The real you is your spirit man. Say, the real me, the real me. is my spirit man. My spirit man. So you're going to find answers in the real you. Yeah. Not in your body. Your body is not going to have answers for your life. Your mind, the soul realm, you know, the soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. You're not going to find answers in your soul. Yeah. The answers are in the word of God and getting in the spirit. John 6, 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life. Say the spirit, the spirit gives, life. gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Amen. So you can get answers from getting into God's word because the Bible says the words that I speak to you, they are life. They are spirit. Amen. It's the spirit of God who gives life. It's the spirit of God who gives answers for your life. It's the spirit of God that makes things easy. It's the flesh who profits nothing trying to figure things out in the flesh, trying to live life in the flesh, trying to live life like everyone else lives. The Bible says profits nothing. Yielding to your flesh, yielding to what your flesh wants to do, having a temper tantrum, getting upset. Let me, let me point out to you what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. That's the flesh. You know, here as a spouse, you know, I'm going to point out to my spouse what they're doing wrong. I'm going to point out uh, to my friend, you know, uh, you're, you're doing things in the flesh, Amen. trying to, um, solve problems in your home, in the flesh, yeah. taking matters into your own hands without the, the Holy Spirit's help. Listen, without the Holy Spirit's help, you're doing it in the flesh. Mm. Too often we go to our own, Ability. yeah, our own ability. Or let me Google how to figure how to solve this problem. Yes. When you have the Holy Spirit, you've got the spirit of life on the inside of you that knows all the answers. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is your teacher. He's your guide. He's your advocate. He's your strengthener. Yes. He's your standby. You can lean on him. You can rely on him. You can go to him. He's your teacher for all the answers you need. He knows it all. Yes. 
But often, instead of going to the Holy Spirit, we go to our friends. Instead of going to the Holy Spirit, we go to, uh, you know, uh, the medical research and see what, what they say I should do. Instead of going to the Holy Spirit, we, you know, we search for all these other answers. Now, the, the Lord may lead you to go to something in the natural. You know, I've heard of stories where uh, this one uh, minister came down with a, a, a life-threatening disease and the Lord said to him, now listen, the Lord said to him, for the Lord to say something to him, he had to go to the Lord. He had to tune in to what God was saying to him. See, too often we're tuned into our friends, tuned into the family, uh, what they're saying, tuned into media, tuned into what the bank account says, tuned into what the banker says we can do, we can't do, and we never turn in, tune into the Lord. We never tune into what is the Spirit of God saying to me. And if we do, it's the last resort. Oh, has it come down to this? We have to go to the Lord now because I've exhausted all my other options. When really coming uh, to Jesus, going to the Lord for answers should be the first place we go. Um, pulling things out of our spirit, getting in the word, and then pulling things. How do I need to respond to this? I need to respond to the situation out of the spirit, not out of the natural man, not out of the mental realm, not out of my physical realm, but I need to respond in the spirit. See, responding in the spirit isn't just something we do in church. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, pastor, I know how to respond in the spirit at church. I lift my hands. I can dance in the spirit. I can laugh in the Holy Ghost. You know, I can pray in tongues at church. Yes, you can do all those things at church, and we ought to be doing those things. But those things that we learn at church, how to respond at church, are things we take back home to our personal lives. So when I'm in trouble at home, if there's a situation that arises and I don't know what to do, I go to the Word or I get in the Spirit. Because in the Word, the Word is Spirit and life too. So I can get answers from the Word, but I can also get answers in the Spirit. Amen? So when the enemy tries to come and tells me, that's not going to work, it's too hard, you know, first you answer that doubt and unbelief. And you tell that doubt, Doubt, unbelief, you go in Jesus' name. You have to answer those things that are telling you it's too hard or telling you it's the word isn't working. You've got to, what are you doing? You're answering those things because if you don't, those thoughts come and they'll just go on and on in your mind and then you, you, you start to worry. Those are really thoughts of fear and worry. And so we have to answer those thoughts when they come. You know, there are, we, we've talked about this. There are many voices in this world. And I love what Pastor Jay Eberly was saying during camp meeting. The voices out there are going to tell you it's too hard. Yeah. The world tells you it's too hard to live for God. Yeah. The world tells you it's, it's not fun living for God. Yeah. The world tells you you should go do this instead. You know, the world tells you, uh, you know, it feels good to do this. Your flesh feels good. Give in to the flesh. Yeah. See, the world will lie to you. Yeah. Those, those things that you give in to, there's a temporary pleasure, mm-hmm. right? But the end is death. Yeah. I said the end is death. That's right. So it's important that we learn. We take what we're learning at church because River Church, you are great responders. You know how to respond when we're in church. But it's not just for being in church. It's how am I responding when I'm at home? I wake up in the morning and the enemy's trying to throw something on my mind or I'm going to bed at night and the enemy's you know, throwing these thoughts of worry. What do I do? I respond, devil, you're a liar. I rebuke that thought of worry. I refuse to take the care of that. And Lord, I just praise you and thank you. And then you get in the spirit and you start thanking God. Well, I don't feel, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Yeah, your flesh doesn't feel like it. But you don't let your flesh dominate you. I want to encourage you. This is the big thing that kept coming to me for tonight is get in the spirit and get the answer taken care of. Get, the, get it taken care of. The answers are there. They're in the spirit, but we're trying to deal with things in the flesh, and we give in to the flesh. We give in to the feelings. I'm so overwhelmed. And then when you respond or react, 
you know, everybody knows you're overwhelmed by how you reacted. Yeah. Right? When you're a believer, the Bible says, abide in him. You're in him. He's in you. and There will be fruit in your life. If there's no fruit of love and joy and peace in your life, oh yeah, there's fruit, pastor. There's fruit. How do you react? How, are you reacting? Are you a reactor or a responder? Because if you're always reacting and there's no love, joy, and peace, then you're not abiding in him. I said you're not abiding in him. But if you want the fruit of love and joy and peace to flow out of your life, you abide in him. You're, you're, that word abide is you're dwelling in him. Yeah. He is your dwelling place. He is where you go to first. He is what you turn to when you wake up in the morning. It's Lord, it's so good to be alive. Jesus, I thank you. This is the day that you have made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. You say that whether you feel like it or not. That's right. You know, right. We, we had a fruit tree. When we bought this house, we had two fruit trees. One was, I believe, an apricot tree. And uh, I remember one year, it was just overflowing with all these little apricots. I mean, you know, it was about a medium-sized tree, and it had apricots all over it. And it had so many, they were falling to the ground. Well, you know, the fruit was coming forth because uh, it was attached to the tree. It was attached to the vine. You know, uh, the Bible says that... um, you know, he's the vine. We are the branches. Yeah. If you cut off a branch yeah. and it's no longer attached to the tree, are you going to have fruit? You're not going to have any fruit. But all these branches, they're attached to the tree. So that tree had no problem producing fruit. Yeah. Fruit in abundance. See, when you are, when you are um, abiding in Jesus, yeah. you are connected to him in the word. In the spirit, you're constantly looking to him. You're yielding to him. You're putting his word in your heart. It's coming out of your mouth. Your actions are coming forth. They're, a, they're a, um, an example of Jesus you know, coming forth out of you just as a direct result of you in the word and the word in you and you're in the word and the word's in you and you're in the word. And then you're, you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I said, you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then you've got abundant fruit, right? We don't want to be fruity. (laughs) We want to have fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are fruits in our life. Those are uh, uh, an outflow of us abiding in Jesus and we're in him and he's in us, right? Praise God. So life is easy when we stay in the word and we're staying in the spirit. But staying in the spirit isn't just, well, I'm just going to pray in tongues and I'll be in the spirit. That's not what staying in the spirit is. That's not, you know, there's other ways to um, get in the spirit. What I wanted, I remember I was going to tell you about the, the, the minister who ended up, um, having a life-threatening disease. I didn't tell you the rest of the story. And the Lord said to him, um, I want you to do both. I want you to take the, um, the medicine that the doctors are giving you, follow their recommendations, but then I also want you to do this in the natural. So God gave him two things to do. But where did he go to first? He went to the Lord, right? Yeah. He went to the Lord, and the Lord gave him the direction. I want you to do this, and I want you to do this. See, we have to get into that mode where I'm going to the Lord first. Lord, what do you want me to do? Because, see, I'm not going to live a life in the flesh. A life in the flesh does not acknowledge Jesus. A life in the flesh is I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, do what feels good. And a life in the flesh doesn't profit anything. We just read that. The flesh profits nothing. But the Spirit gives life. Amen. Let's turn to Romans chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're getting into the Word tonight. We, We want to respond in our lives in the Spirit because that's where things are easy. When we're in our Word, we're responding in the Spirit. We're getting answers from the Lord, not answers from every you know, yeah. Joe Schmo. Amen. 
right? Come on now. I'm not saying you can't get counsel from your pastor, your parents, um, godly, you know, the godly voices in your life that God's connected you to, right? But you're not just taking counsel from everybody. Amen. You're getting it from the Lord. And often the Lord, he, he actually does send people like your pastor, your parents, come on. Um, and those ministers that God's divinely connected you to, right? Okay. Romans chapter eight, praise God. Verse 5 says, Romans 8, 5, says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. So in other words, they that are after the flesh, they, you know, they're, they're minding the things of the flesh. In other words, they're entertaining. They're putting their affection on the things of the flesh. They're entertaining, or it says have sentiment or opinions. They're entertaining the opinions of the flesh. If you're after the flesh, you're setting your affection on what does my flesh want to do? I'm going to yield to my flesh. My flesh wants to eat the whole box of donuts. I'm going to eat the whole box of donuts, right? My flesh wants to sleep with so-and-so before we're married. Uh, What are you doing? You're entertaining thoughts of the flesh. They're straight from the pit of hell, too, because there's no life. Remember, we just read in John 6, 63, the flesh profits nothing. There's no profit there. So if there's no profit, what is it? It's taking away. It's taking away. That's right. If there's no profit, it's taking away. So for they that are after the flesh, they mind or they entertain the things of the flesh. What's the flesh? It's your body. Your flesh is your body. That word flesh also is like, it literally means meat. It's your body. And your body, it's opposed to the spirit, right? You can't attend, you know, I'm going to attend to my flesh and live in the spirit. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and people try, they go to church, but they live in the flesh. Well, if I go to church, I'm in the spirit. No, you're not in the spirit if you go to church. You're hearing the word. The word brings life. The spirit and the word are one. But you have to make a choice. See, some people, they don't want to change. They don't want to live in the spirit. They like complaining. They like posting things on social media that are disrespectful. They, They like to watch things they shouldn't watch. See, so your flesh, it likes, they want to throw a tantrum and get mad at their spouse. Yeah. They want to be just, the flesh wants to disrespect your parents. Yeah. It feels good to, to cry when you're upset. <laughs> the flesh wants to do these things. Uh-huh. But the Bible says that the flesh is, uh, well, well, we'll read more. Um, the, the flesh is a symbol of what is external. Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? The flesh, it's a symbol of what is external. We can't attend to both the flesh and the spirit and live a life in the spirit. Because the flesh is a symbol of what is external. It's the human nature. It's human nature with its frailties and its passions. You know, your flesh has passions. Your flesh has desires that are not godly. And we can't live a life in the spirit and continue to yield to those ungodly passions. You have to... Put those passions down. You've got to crucify the flesh. And that Paul said, I crucify the flesh. My flesh is dead to me. My flesh, it's it's dead. You know, a dead person doesn't talk. So when my flesh wants to do something, we've got to renew our mind to this. Flesh, you're not even talking. I don't even listen because you're dead. See, you're you're a dead man walking. Uh Your flesh is supposed to be you know, dead. Crucify your flesh. I said, crucify your flesh. You're going to have to crucify your flesh and tell, I'm not doing that. I don't live like that anymore. I am now in Christ and Christ is in me and we don't go to those places anymore. Why? Because there, there's nothing in the flesh that profits me. There's nothing in the flesh that profits me. So I'm not yielding to the flesh. Your flesh wants to listen to things it shouldn't be listening to. That was the old man. Why are we still living like the old man? Because the flesh, it feels good to listen to that. 
I like those songs, you know. They're good. They bring back good memories. Yeah, but they also take you places. There's a spirit on certain songs and media. And, you know, I love what one minister said. The enemy, the devil, he created. uh, He's innovative. And there's a spirit on certain songs. If they're not godly, well, what spirit's on it? What spirit's on it? There's an evil spirit on it. Could be a lustful spirit. Could be, you know, you listen to some of these songs in the world and they're, uh, they're very depressing. You know, yeah. my wife left me and no, no, no. Well, there's a depressing, you know, yeah. uh, sad spirit on there. Yeah. There's a spirit on these things. Yeah. And your flesh feels good. feels good. To, oh, yeah, but it feels good. Yeah, but I like it. Oh, so then your flesh, you're not crucifying your flesh. You're letting your flesh tell you what to do. You're letting your flesh lead you on how to live. And we just read, the flesh profits nothing. So you're spending your time on something, and there's no profit to your life. So we could say, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. And oftentimes, when we get ask Jesus into our hearts, you know, God's trying to take us to another level. He's like, you're a new creation in Christ. You're born again now. I've got great things for you. You know, but we, we are still listening and acting and talking like we used to talk. And so that's why we have to renew our minds, yeah. right? Renew our minds to the word. Okay, so let's go back to where we were. Let's see. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Um, but they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. So what are you setting your mind on? What are you thinking about? What are you attending to? Are you spending more time attending to your social media accounts? And I, you know, I looked at my Bible for five minutes today. <laughs> but remember, the flesh profits nothing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Let's go on. For to be carnally minded is death. Yeah. That word carnally, it's the same word as the flesh. Yeah. It's the same word. It's, it's that word that's the body. You're, 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 you're mindful of what your body wants. And that word carnally minded, that carnal, that flesh, it's opposed to the spirit. It's opposed. It, that, in other words, it opposes God. Your flesh will oppose God. Your mind will oppose God. You know, have you ever worked with someone? You know, I work with little ones that, um, that um, resist in certain areas, you know, they don't, they come to school and they don't want to um, do something. Yeah. And so we call it, you know, it's called hand over hand. We're going to do something. Well, so sometimes I can be working with a child hand over hand. That means I take my hand. We're going to pick up the crayon and I'm going to help them learn to color or little things like that. It's called hand over hand. We're teaching them new skills, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the Lord's teaching us new skills uh-huh. when we become born again. He's like, I need you to put this away. I need you to start you know, start doing this because I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you some new skills, right? But I've worked with children before, so we're, I'm helping them pick up the crown, and they're like resisting. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I can feel all of their strength opposing me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, all of a sudden, they're the strongest little human being ever. Well, that's how we can be in the spirit. Mm-hmm. When the Lord says, do this. Let it go. You know, over the years, I've heard my pastor, camp meetings, Holy Ghost meetings, prayer conferences, give instruction. And we're like, woohoo, that's great instruction. But if we don't put it to practice, see, just because you're hearing something, you're learning about something doesn't mean you're doing it. So if I don't put it to practice, what I'm really doing is I'm opposing it. I don't want to do that. Mm. And your flesh gets like, mm, I don't want it. And your mind's like, you don't need to do that. It's okay for you to do this. I mean, you know, everybody does it now. Uh-huh. Everybody lives together before they're married. Uh-huh. Everybody sleeps together before they're married. Uh-huh. How are you going to know unless you, unless you, you know, get together? Uh-huh. That's the way the world thinks. Yeah. And that's the flesh. It's opposing uh-huh. what is godly. Because yeah. the Bible calls that fornication. 
Amen. Amen. So if you're living that way, you're living in the flesh. Yeah. And the Bible says the flesh profits nothing. Yeah. That's just one area, right? I mean, we could talk about different areas. Yeah. You don't have to be condemned, but you can repent. Mm -hmm. Say, Lord, forgive me. Yeah. I have been living out of the flesh. Yeah. I need to live right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to repent, Lord. Forgive me. I'm going to get this right. And That's then right. you make it right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know what that means. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So to be uh, carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life. What does it say in verse 6? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. peace. Oh, don't we love that word peace? Yes. There's life, but there's also peace. Mm -hmm. And see, you can't live a life where you're thinking you, you know, you're living out of the easy flow if you're, if you're uh, carnally minded, if you're yielding to the flesh. If you're always yielding to the flesh, it's going to be hard. It profits nothing, and there's no peace. And Christians can be carnally minded. We as Christians, we can get carnally minded. And um, there's no life there. There's no peace there because we're yielding to the flesh and that flesh is opposing God. That flesh, it doesn't want to submit to God. That's right. Mm -hmm. The flesh is dominating. But see, we ought not to be dominated by the flesh. We're dominated by the spirit. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, for it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind, it's enmity. That word enmity means it's opposing God. Wow. It's not submitted to God. It opposes. So just like the little one that's pushing, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. That's how we can get as believers when the Lord gives us instruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I went to church. Yeah, but are you doing what he told you to do? Amen. Are you doing what he told you to do? Because I know. This year, it's a year of say and see. It's also the year that God has told us for the River Church of great deliverance. Yeah. We want great deliverance. Mm -hmm. We want to see what God has promised us. But are we doing what he told us to do or are we opposing God? See, and oftentimes we make excuses. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's no big deal. You know, the mind, the mind, the mind. Yeah. Carnally minded. Carnally minded gives excuses. Um, it, it always has a, an answer. There, it could give you a good reason to oppose God, uh -huh. you know, but it's not, it's the devil. It's the devil. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's death to you. Yeah. So it says right here in verse, where were we? Verse seven, mm -hmm. the carnal mind is enmity against God. In other words, it's opposition. It opposes God for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. In other words, the carnal mind is not obedient to the law of God. Your carnal mind will not obey God. It will not submit to God's ways. That's why we must renew our minds. That's why we have to change the way we think. We have to exchange our old ways of thinking for God's ways of thinking. We have to be spiritually minded. But there's a lot of believers, they don't want to renew their mind. Because renewing the mind takes time. Renewing the mind is... I'm putting off these old ways of thinking. The old ways that say uh, you're poor and you're always going to be poor. You're never going to have anything. Um, you're not the healed. You're sick. You're just trying to get healed. Uh, the carnal mind that, that tells you God doesn't love you. He loves so-and-so more than you. Pastor loves so-and-so more than you. Um, how long are you going to stand? You've been already believing God for this long and still nothing. See, these are all carnal thoughts. These are all old ways. Or you can still live like you want. God doesn't care. He still loves you. Yeah. Amen. Uh -huh. You can still sin. Just ask God to forgive you. Mm -hmm. You can still listen to that stuff. You can still watch that. Everyone does it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. The carnal mind, it's not obedient to God. So we have to renew our mind. But many people, they don't want to take the time to do that. And when you um, take the time to renew your mind, you're changing the way you think. Yeah. But how are you changing it? You do it with God's word. Mm -hmm. You get God's word on the matter. Amen. That's why we can say, no, my God meets all. So when the devil comes and says, 
You don't have enough. No, my God meets all my needs. I'm fully supplied. I'm exchanging those old ways of thinking for what does the word say? Right? And the Bible says, you know, you can, well, you know, when the world says you can live with that person before you get married. No, 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 no. The word says, um, uh, well, what's that verse? Um, I just had it. Um, that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. And I'm going to live righteous and pure before God. I'm not conformed to this world, right. but I'm presenting my body as a living sacrifice, right. wholly acceptable to God. I follow God's word. See, because the devil will come, the enemy comes, the world, they have their way of thinking. And if you don't answer that thought back, you'll, your flesh will yield to that. Right? right. You, can, you can do this or you can do that. You've got to answer those thoughts back. Yeah. Amen. But you won't know how to do it if you don't get in your word and find out what the word says. Yeah. Right? Amen. Praise the Lord. And aren't we so grateful that God gives us answers in his word? When we're not sure, is this right? Is this wrong? God says, that's wrong. Don't live like that. Why? Because he has a blessing for your life. And when you live your own way, you are, if I could say this, you're, there's a, there's like a bend in the pipe and the blessings are trying to come out, but you've stopped it up. You've, you, you clogged up the pipe of the blessing Uh and the Lord's just like, just fix that. Fix your attitude. Stop calling things hard. They're easy. Start living holy and righteous before me. Start having a, a, a willing heart. Uh, stop gossiping. Instead, start praising the Lord. Stop complaining. Start walking in love, right? He, he gives us his answers in his word, and we just have to accept those answers. But the carnal mind doesn't want to. Right, But when we start renewing our mind, we get in the word, we hear the word. Now listen, that's not the only thing that renews the mind. Just hearing, going to church and reading my Bible. That's part of the process. Now you have to do it. You cannot have a renewed mind unless you do the word. Hearing the word, speaking the word is not enough. Pastor, you mean there's more? Yes. Now we hear the word, we speak the word, so we know what to do in the word. So now living that spiritually minded life where there's life and peace, that comes when we start doing what the word says to do. So we're going to have to put our flesh down, even though the flesh, that feels good. No, I can't do that anymore. I'm a new creation in Christ. I don't live like that anymore. I don't speak like that anymore. I don't, I don't walk that way anymore. I don't go to those places anymore because the flesh profits nothing. And I need profit in my life. We need addition in our life. But some people don't want to take the effort. They don't want to make the effort. They just want to keep living with what feels good. And... Um, as I was getting ready, this example came to me. You know, we have many homeless people in California. And I, I was thinking, the Lord just, I believe he brought it up to me. It's like there are times when people have come to these homeless people. Mm-hmm. And they said, I'll give you a job. Mm-hmm. And here's a place to stay, like some of these shelters. And they provide, they provide a shelter. Oh, yeah. They provide a way out. And so maybe these people that are homeless, and I'm not saying all of them, I'm sure some of them have, but maybe they'll take that, but because they haven't changed their way of thinking, they go back to that lifestyle of living on the streets. And it actually becomes a lifestyle where that is all they know, that's all they want. You know, it's like the people who go to prison. They keep going back. That's all they know. That's all they want. They haven't changed their way of thinking and doing. And the Lord, it was showing me as Christians, we can go back to that, that homeless kind of way of living where we're not getting the full benefits of God's blessing on our life because we want to live the way we want to live. I don't want to change my thoughts. I don't want to get a job and make the effort. I don't want to do those things. So, you know, I'm satisfied. At least I have clothes and I have food. You know, at least I have a good church and my life is pretty good. But you're still dealing with thoughts because you're not making the change. Like, I want all the benefits. Don't you want all the benefits of what God has? And if you don't take all the benefits, it's like being a homeless person. I have clothes. I'm, you know, at least I have shelter. I can make my shelter. You know, because everything's done in the flesh. 
Everything's done in the flesh. And so you're always trying, you're struggling. And that's why there's always a struggle. I said, that's why there's always struggle. Because you're doing things in the flesh. You're not yielding to God's word, obeying his word and his spirit as it leads you. And then there's a struggle, and then life is hard. Life doesn't have to be hard. Life can be easy if you'll just, if we will all just listen to him, renew our mind, and then do what he told us to do. Yes. Praise the Lord, right? Praise, the Lord. Praise God. Verse 9, but you are not in the flesh. Say, I'm not in the flesh, but I am in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Guess what, church? You are in the Spirit because the Spirit of God dwells in you. God's Spirit is on the inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. And if you will live out of your spirit, man, instead of yielding to the flesh, Mm -hmm. yielding to what you want to do, see, you're going to have to surrender. You know, that's why we lift our hands in church. Well, the Bible says lift up holy hands. But part of that is a surrendering. Lord, I'm I'm giving you my life. I'm surrendering my ways. I'm surrendering my thought life, my feelings, my emotions, what my flesh wants to do. I'm not going to live after the flesh anymore, for it profits nothing. But I'm going to live after the Spirit. I'm going to do what you told me to do. See? And when you do that, There's a surrendering. You're surrendering your own plans, your own desires, your own ways. You're crucifying your flesh, and you're saying, God, take my life. See, when we give our lives to the Lord, it's not, oh, I've asked Jesus into my heart. I'm going to heaven. It's, Lord, take my life. I give my life to you because you're everything to me. You've rescued my life. Now, my purpose is to serve you, Father, with all my heart. To serve you, to give you myself. That's what it is. It's you're giving yourself to the Lord because he gave up everything for you. And to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There's an easy flow. You don't have to be overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed when we do things in the flesh, right? Let's close with this um, Let's close with this passage. Go to Matthew chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's an easy flow with God. It's an easy flow when we're living life in the spirit. No more giving into the flesh, you know. And Christians, we can give into the flesh. We can have flesh moments. We can have flesh fits. Been there. Done that. And when I'm done, I thought, I don't like that version of me. That was not the real me. That was me yielding to the flesh. That wasn't my spirit man. My flesh dominated my spirit. I need to work on that. I need to get in the word on that. I need to renew my mind. I missed it. I, my, I had a flesh fit. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. It doesn't say come to me. You're going to, all you who labor are in a heavy load in and you're going to feel overwhelmed. It says come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. When you come to Jesus, You start to learn of him. You're putting the flesh down. You're putting down, I'm going to go to this person. No, I'm going to go to Jesus first. He says, come to me. Come to me. Jesus says, come to me. When's the last time you came to Jesus? You know, one time I was spending time with the Lord, and, and he showed me this passage, and he said, they won't come to me. That's what he said. He said, they won't come to me. Hmm. I started thinking, "Mm, where are they going? Where do we go when we feel overwhelmed? When we feel burdened down with things? Where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go to find relief? Where do you go to find rest? Jesus said, come to me. 
go to Jesus. The Amplified says, Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease, relieve, and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Say, learn of me. Learn of me. That means we've got to learn his ways. Learn how to respond, how he would respond, right? And you will find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation, and a blessed quiet for your souls. Praise God. When you come to Jesus, get out of the flesh. That's what happens when you come to him. I'm getting out of the flesh and I'm getting in the spirit. I'm not going to go to the flesh. I'm not going to go to the mind. I'm not going to try and figure this out. I'm going to go to him in the spirit. I can go to his word and find answers. I can get in the spirit and find answers, right? Some of the ways we get in the spirit, we can worship God. I don't feel like it. Yeah, your flesh doesn't want to, but your spirit man yearns to. Spirit to spirit, God is a spirit. So are you. I can get in the spirit over the matter. I can start worshiping God. It's one way. Another way, I can praise God and rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Everything's going to be all right for those of the household of faith. Hallelujah. Your power is working. I don't have to fear, worry, or doubt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you start rejoicing. What are you doing? You're getting in the spirit. You're getting out of the flesh. You're getting out of the mental arena, right? You can start dancing. Bad, but I, at my house? Yes. There are many times I've woken up in the morning, I'm getting ready, and, and all of a sudden I'm just, you know, talking to the Lord, or something tries to get on me. I go, oh, I don't, re- I don't receive that thought. And I rebuke the devil. You're a liar. And I go, hallelujah, God is working. And I'll start dancing and rejoicing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the power of God. It keeps this situation. I start rejoicing. Father, your word works. It works. And ha, ha, ha. And I'll laugh. Ha, ha, ha. You know, when you do that, answers come forth. What are you doing? You're getting in the spirit on the matter. Amen. You're joying over the situation. There have been times when I start laughing. At first I say, devil, you're a liar. I rebuke that thought. I resist fear, worry, and doubt. You go in Jesus' name. Power of God works. Ha, 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 devil. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 Ha 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 and I just start laughing. Ha 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 ha. Hallelujah. Ha 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 ha. God, you're so big. You're so great. Nothing's too hard for you. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. He 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 he. Ha ha ha. Ho ho ho. You just start laughing, huh? Well, I don't feel like it. Well, get out of the flesh and get in the spirit. That's how you get in the spirit. Yeah, you get out of the flesh and get in the spirit. Start responding at home in the spirit. Hallelujah. You can take God's word and you can repeat it back to him. Thank you, Father, that your word works and you meet all my needs. And you see, you're praising, you're rejoicing. You're getting in the spirit over something. Get out of the flesh. Get out of the flesh and get in the spirit every day. Get in the spirit. Read your word. Take God's word. Read it back to him. Lord, you said that I could cast all my cares on you. So I refuse to worry about this situation. I'm casting this care of this situation over on you, and I'm putting it in your hands once and for all. And I'm giving it to you, Lord. And I thank you, Father. Now it's in your hands. And I just worship you, Lord, that you're taking care of this situation. I can go to sleep in peace. And, and a blessed quiet, because I've come to you, Jesus. See, I'm learning his ways. I'm becoming proficient in his ways, in the spirit realm. I'm, I'm giving my all in, in the spirit and not in the flesh. A lot of times we give our all in the flesh. We respond in the flesh. Right? Amen. Praise God. God wants us to respond in the spirit. He wants us to have a life that's an easy flow, a blessed quiet, amen, a blessed quiet there where there's rest for you. But the flesh profits nothing. But the Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How does that start? First of all, renew your mind. Say, renew my mind, yes. Start thinking how God thinks. Renew your mind. That word renew means to renovate, means to change or exchange. Some of us, we need a mind renovation. Our mind still thinks like the world, still thinks like the old us. 
No, you are somebody. When the devil tells you you're nothing. No, I am something. I'm somebody in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Those old things are passed away. When he tells you, why don't you go get a drink with your buddies? No, those old things are passed away. I'm not living that life anymore. He tells you things. You, you respond back. Right. You answer those thoughts. Amen. And you, you feed on what the word says about you. The word says you're a new creature in Christ. It says crucify the flesh. Amen. All those things, they're passed away. You've been made new. Amen. So Amen. live out of that new man. Live out of the spirit of who you really are in Christ. You are in him. God is in you. And you're living far above. You know, you're, you're a joint heir with Jesus. You're seated with him in heavenly places now. That means you're seated above the circumstances. That's why you can rejoice. That's why you can express your faith, get in the spirit, express your faith through, through joy and laughter and, and worshiping God. Amen. So you renew your mind when the devil tells you it's hard. No, it's an easy flow. If it's hard, we're not doing it right. So number one, renew your mind. Number two, come to him. Learn his ways. That's part of learning his ways is renewing your mind, feeding on his word, listening to the word. But then don't forget, once you feed on his word, once you hear his word, start doing what he told you to do. And no, it's too hard to do that. I can hear. No, it's not too hard. That's the devil. He's lying to you. He's trying to keep the blessings of God from flowing to your life. And God wants to move in your life. He's got a plan for you. It's been prearranged. It's a path that he's made and it's a good plan. But you've got to yield to the spirit of God. Obey him and say, yes, Lord, I will do that. Yeah. Yes, Lord. I say yes to you, Lord. And resist that old man, those old ways of thinking, right? Amen. Practice what you've learned in the word. Practice it at home. Get in the spirit because it's easy with God. Amen. Let's sing that song. Um, uh, which one do you have here? Yes, Lord. Let's sing Yes, Lord. Amen. Before we go, let's all just sing this together as, you know what? We're just saying yes to the Lord. Yes to being spiritually minded. No no more being fleshly dominated. No more, it's too hard. It's not hard. It's easy with God. Stop making things so hard. It's an easy flow. Amen. Let's sing that.